This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Go to GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Vehicle prices are at record highs. One big lender remains confident in a soft landing. More on that later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. While a key bridge that connects Windsor, Ontario to Detroit reopened late Sunday, Auto production is still hampered for at least one big automaker. Toyota said on Monday that production has not yet resumed at its three manufacturing lines in Ontario. Workers there build the automaker's popular RAV4 crossover. Output has been idled since last Thursday because of parts shortages stemming from the protest about COVID-19 regulations that shut down the Ambassador Bridge. Toyota says it expects related disruptions to continue this week in Ontario. The company's plants in West Virginia, Kentucky, and Alabama were also facing production impacts on Monday. Turning to the supply base, which has been struggling during this COVID economy, Morelli is reportedly in talks with lenders on a debt reorganization, sources telling Bloomberg that the company is seeking to file for an alternative dispute resolution in Japan as soon as March. If successful, Morelli would secure financing to keep its operations going while it renegotiates loans with banks. Sources say Morelli had at least $9.5 billion in total debt as of September. The supplier makes lighting systems, air conditioning, electric motors, suspensions, and other components. Nissan and Stellantis are among its biggest customers. In the U.S., inventory levels stayed largely flat last month as automakers deal with slowing sales and lingering production issues. Cox Automotive estimates dealers began the month with 1.04 million new vehicles in inventory. That's a 35-day supply, same as they had at the start of the year. It's less than half the 2.8 million vehicles on hand a year earlier. General Motors is doubling its investment in its Climate Equity Fund to $50 million. The fund is designed to help close equity gaps in the transition to electric vehicles. GM established the fund eight months ago and since then has supported 21 nonprofit organizations that are implementing solutions for a zero emissions future. From 50 million to more than 5 billion, Elon Musk reported that he gave about $5.7 billion worth of Tesla shares to charity in November. An unidentified trust was involved in the transaction, and the name of the charity wasn't disclosed in the regulatory filing. But around the time of the donation, Musk had suggested he'd sell stock if the United Nations could prove it would help solve world hunger. That came after the head of the organization's food aid arm suggested billionaires like Musk should make a one-time donation. And that's the news you need to know. High used vehicle prices have some analysts warning of a crash in values. After the break, I asked Doug Timmerman of Ally about the risks. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane 
were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in, it helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk and the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. With vehicles in short supply, dealers have had to put more effort and more creativity into securing inventory. The short supply of vehicles on dealers' lots is especially acute for lower-priced models. So dealers are buying from consumers, buying from each other, whatever it takes to have the vehicles people need. Despite historic inflation levels and the prospect of rising interest rates, Doug Timmerman, president of Dealer Financial Services at Ally, says consumers are in good shape and the industry is poised for outperformance. I reached Doug in Atlanta. Doug Timmerman, welcome to Daily Drive. Well, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. New vehicle prices and especially used vehicle prices uh, remain elevated, kind of at a plateau, record highs, neighborhood at least. As a lender at Ally, how worried are you that it's like a bubble about to burst? Is, is Ally a risk of rising defaults if people are dramatically underwater, owing more than their car's worth? Well, you, you know, I would, um, you know, first of all, to just kind of broadly speaking, there's, there's no doubt challenges, you know, on the news side as, as it relates to, you know, inventory and, you know, our perspective, I think the general perspective from those in the industry is that that's not changing anytime soon. And then on the use side, there's, there's also challenges on call it the entry level uh, segment um, that those vehicles less than $20,000. Um, and, and we're really, particularly that, uh, you know, that entry-level use segment. Uh, when we look at our floor plan levels, when I talk to dealers, you know, that, that segment's probably about half of what it was uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, but, but from our perspective is, you, you know, it's, there's been a lot of positives, no doubt. Um, you know, dealers have had to think a little bit differently as to you know, how they source vehicles. Um, they've got to, uh, you know, a lot of dealers today are, are buying more vehicles direct from the consumer, um, and that's that's you know, good for the dealer and and for the consumer. And as you know, it's it's displacing some of that consumer to consumer activity that that was you know prevalent before, which is kind of clumsy, and susceptible to fraud, and quite frankly, uh, can be risky and even dangerous. And then um, the dealer to dealer segment is is. Also, an area that you know, dealers are embracing today and didn't before our, our dealer dealer segment. Um, you know that business uh, that, that we on smart auction is is actually it's 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 more than double uh, what it was pre pandemic. But back to your point relative to, to credit, 
Um, we, we think used vehicle valuations are, are going to normalize over an extended period of time. And, and arguably that slow normalization over an extended period of time, um, I think is, is, is arguably the best scenario for, for all stakeholders going forward. So what um, we're bullish as we think forward, and despite the fact that transaction prices are high and used vehicle valuations are high, you know, well, we, we think that things unwind to a way that will be very favorable to the industry and, again, all stakeholders within the industry. So just to clarify, you're seeing pricing normalizing like maybe end of 23 or 2024, not in April. Yeah, I think you know used vehicles, for example, remain near all-time highs probably through the first quarter, um, and you know probably maybe a little bit after the spring, and then we'll see some modest normalization uh, later in in 22. Uh, but we believe you know most of the normalization will be more in the 2023, 2024 uh, timeframe. So. Yeah, well, you know, we're so many millions behind in production, you know, to meet the natural demand. It seems like it's going to take uh, take some time to work through all that. At this point, I mean, are used vehicles a bigger share of your retail auto lending compared with 2019 or 2020? Yeah, we've uh, actually even before uh, the, the pandemic, um, we, we put a little bit greater focus uh, on this used segment. Um, well, one, it's, it's a very important segment to, to the dealers. Um, obviously, as you, you kind of just think about, you know, how the quality of vehicles evolved, uh, more consumers have, have kind of taken notice of uh, the used vehicle as, as being a, a better fit for, for them. And so, so we, we had been riding that, you know, kind of that trend you know, pre-pandemic. And then, of course, during the pandemic and with all the supply constraints, um, you know, the, the entire industry is focused more towards the used segments. And so it's tied very well to, to what our focus was pre-pandemic. And, and obviously, it's, it's certainly a focus point for our dealer customers today. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's certainly a focus point for, for us as well. But, but yeah, we, we will finance more used vehicles than, than we will new vehicles. Um, but, you know, that, that trend could change over time. And obviously, you know, the good thing for us is being an independent finance company, we can, you know, be very, you know, flexible and nimble and, and move as, you know, the needs and wants of our, our dealer customers evolve. And, um, you know, if that moves more towards the new side, obviously we can evolve that way as well. Sure. Absolutely. But uh, no, what you're saying about the, the used, used market just becoming bigger in general makes a lot of sense when you think about how the quality of vehicles, you know, just improves, you know, year after year, decade after decade. They're so much longer lasting than they used to be. They're going to be out there and available to change hands. You mentioned earlier about dealers, you know, uh, buying more used vehicles, you know, getting inventory from each other, buying more uh, directly from consumers. Are you seeing, you know, clever ways that uh, dealers are finding, you know, new ways to secure used inventory, or is it just a matter of intensity? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a different approach, and and, and I, I, again, it's it's something that had been out there before, no doubt. Um, but but given the fact that you know, obviously the the supply of new vehicles very tight. And given the fact that, um, you know, quite frankly, used vehicle supply is tight as well, dealers just have to think a little bit differently. Um, and, 
you know, that there, you know, there's been some players in the market that, you know, have been very good at, you know, buying directed to the consumer. Best practices move, you know, very quickly in the industry. Um, it, it's a great way of, of sourcing used vehicles, um, being, you know, obviously buying directly from, from the consumer. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's probably one of the things that, you know, as, as you think through all the things that have, you know, kind of, come about during the pandemic and best practices, you know, I'm hopeful the industry continues to embrace it because again, it's, it's a great source for, for dealers and it's, it's a great service for consumer because uh, again, you know, the, the consumer to consumer segment actually um, is fairly good size you know, segment relative to sales activity with used vehicles and you dealers facilitating that it's, it's just so much better um, than, you know, going direct to, to the consumer and buying a vehicle. Why do you say it's better? Because they have the, the equipment uh, to inspect and improve uh, the vehicles or just to, you know, make sure all the paperwork gets done correctly. What are, what are the advantages of dealers uh, getting involved in this? I think it's, I think it's all of it. You know, one of our mantras is, is, is do it right. Um, and obviously dealers do it right as it relates to, you know, handling all the things around, you know, a transaction of, of selling or buying a vehicle. And, and it can be complicated. Um, obviously, you, you got to get it tiled. You got to register. You, you got to make sure that the, the vehicle is, is appropriately reconditioned. Um, but, but consumer, consumer, you know, sales activity has is, is always been a little bit clumsy. Um, it's, it's always been susceptible to fraud. I frankly can even be risky and, and dangerous. So dealers playing that role and, you know, paying a fair price you know, for, for a vehicle. Um, it's, it's just a, it's just a great consumer value proposition for, for sure. So Doug, what's your sense of consumers overall financial health? You know, a, a lot of folks were really flush with cash uh, during the earlier days of the pandemic when they couldn't go out and spend any money. Now inflation is revving up, especially for automobiles, but for everything, it seems like. Where does it all sort out in your book? Well, it's, it's, it's a little bit um, like the, the comments I had relative to you know, normalization over an extended period of time and, and used vehicles. It's, well, I think we'll also see credit in normalizing over an extended period of time as well. Um, consumer is definitely healthy. Um, jobs are readily available. Wages are growing. Um, consumer balance sheets um, are in good shape. Um, obviously, if, if you, you know, look at credit performance, credit performance is, is uh, have been outperforming. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, for, from our perspective, my perspective, I, I think the, the most important you know, takeaway is, is we see the forward trend to, to be a, a trend towards normal uh, versus a, a trend towards a time of credit stress. And um, you know, that's important. Um, obviously, normal times are really good, good for us, good for the industry. Um, and, um, you know, it, we're, we're really, I think, just in this time in between where um, we'll, we'll be in a period of outperformance. But um, it's good to see the consumer um, being healthy from, from a credit and financial perspective. And obviously, it's confident. And, of course, the combination of those two things is, is driving, you know, really strong demand. And, and of course, you know, demand exceeding the supply has um, is, is been good for the industry and, and, and I think very good for the outlook as well. So one last question. I wanted to, you talked about, you know, things 
gradually returning to normal. What do you, what is normal when it comes to interest rates? It seems that we've had such a, a free money policy for so long. Uh, now Fed signaling some interest rate increases this year. Are you, are you concerned that that will, you know, exacerbate the affordability issue or do you feel like overall it's something that can be absorbed? Well, I, I think first of all, what we've been living in and very, very low to, 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 to no uh, interest rate level, um, which is kind of extraordinary if you, you think about it from a historic perspective. But, you know, I think us like many, you know, see the, the Fed, you know, raising interest rates, call, call it four times or more in, in 2022. Um, and, you know, if, if you think about what that means, you know, a hundred basis point increase um, in the Fed rate will no doubt cause lenders like ourselves will we'll, we'll be raising rates as well. Um, but a hundred basis point rate increase on, you know, call it a, a $35,000 vehicle might mean 15 or $20 increase in, in payments. So, so it's not a lot. Um, and, and if you think about that versus, you know, a scenario of, you know, very healthy, um, you know, economic outlook, the fact that jobs are, again, readily available and wages are growing. I, I don't think I don't think that in itself is, is going to slow down things significantly in, in our business or, or in the industry. I, I think the, the the demand of the consumer will outweigh that. You know, obviously, consumers are payment customers, but I don't think that will be enough to, to stall things out, if you will. And, of course, very important that we get inflation under control. So, so I, I see this, you know, it, it's going to be a bit different. It's a little bit of a headwind, but not something that um, will, will be significant relative to slowing things down in the industry. So, All right. Well, Doug Timmerman, thank you so much for your time. It's uh, great to hear from you. Thanks again for having me. Really appreciate it. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on the used vehicle market at autonews.com. Thanks to Jack Hallauer for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now, let's get back to work.